Yevamas, Perik Base Mishnah Tess, and uh, one more Mishnah talking about the uh, marriage that shouldn't happen. Now, this is a fascinating Mishnah. The first case is Hamevi Get Medina Sayam. If you have a person who's, we'll call him the messenger boy, he's a shaliach, and he's delivering a get, bill of divorce, to a woman in Eretz Yisrael, and the husband who wrote this get lives overseas in Medina Sayam, literally, which means um, countries you know, of the sea, but it just means overseas, out of bounds of Israel. Now, the rabbi said that when a person delivers a get from overseas, that delivery boy must confirm the legitimacy, the efficacy of this get by saying, Before me, this get was written, and before me, it was signed. Now, there's a machlokas amoraim between Rava and Rabba, exactly why the rabbis required this declaration. So the two approaches, keeping it very simple for now, um, either it's because in Chutz arts overseas, they really weren't sufficiently versed in the halachas of Gitin and how to do a proper get, and the concern was that this get might have not been written lishma, specifically for the sake of this woman, as opposed to some other woman, and therefore this messenger boy, the shaliach, is confirming that he saw it written and signed in front of him, that indeed this get was written for this specific woman about whom he's now talking and bringing this get on her behalf. So he's confirming that the get was written lishma. The other approach is that we're concerned that later on the husband will find his wife and he'll repudiate the get. He'll say that the get was mezuyaf, it was a forgery and not a legitimate get. And the concern, therefore, is that, of course, since there are witnesses signing at the bottom of the get, if we had easy access to the witnesses, we could then corroborate the story of the of the the husband or, or otherwise, um, because we have, can speak to the, the, the adam, the witnesses. The problem is that the lines of communication and transportation between Israel and Medina Siyam overseas uh, was not so simple. And therefore, since there weren't like caravans of people passing to and from, it would be difficult to get access to those witnesses to confirm the legitimacy of the get. And therefore, we have this shaliach confirming he saw it written and he saw it signed, and he can therefore confirm that this this get is legitimate and serve as a witness against any would-be you know, refutation that would come later on from the husband who wrote the get. So whatever the case is, when the courts in Israel receive this messenger boy, the shaliach, to deliver it, messenger, to deliver this get for the woman, they're totally relying on him to say this woman is now divorced, and therefore Penuila Shuk, she can marry whomever she wants. And since he is sort of the linchpin in the story of allowing her to marry somebody else, and not be considered an Asha's ish, a married woman, we're relying on him. Says the Mishnah, it's inappropriate for him to be the one to marry her. Because that's awfully fishy, right? That looks really strange that he's the one who took this married woman, and said, oh no, it's fine, she can get married, then marry her, marry him, because um, we're relying on him. And therefore the Mishnah says, Hamevi get Medina Sayam, the fellow who brings this bill of divorce from overseas, out of the country. He's the one who attests, it was written before me and signed before me. Lo Yisa es Ishto, he should not, he ought not, be the one to marry this now divorced woman. Of course, like the previous Mishnah, since there's nothing actually forbidden about their marriage, um, per se, it's just that it looks terrible. So if they do get married, again, we won't break up that marriage. If, on the other hand, instead of he attesting that 
this woman is uh, um, divorced, he says that she's actually a widow. So the rule is that to prevent a gunos, women from being trapped when their husbands go missing or lost, we will accept even Eid Echad, even a single person to give testimony to say, I know firsthand that this woman's husband has died and therefore she's a widow and she's free to marry somebody else. More about that later on in the Masechta. The point is here, if the person who again is bringing this message that she's a widow and therefore free to marry somebody else, if he's the linchpin in the story, so now the Mishnah once again says we it's highly inappropriate for him to be the one to marry this woman. So therefore the Mishnah says, Mace, if the person arrives and reports that her husband is dead, or Haragtiv, he says, I killed him personally, so I know he's dead, or Haragnuhu, I'm part of this gang that killed him, I didn't kill him personally, but my gang did, I know firsthand. So then, says the Mishnah, Lo Yisa es Ishto. That guy, um, who makes this woman into a widow, um, ought not to be marrying her, because again, he's sort of the linchpin in the story, it's only because of him that we allow her to marry anybody, and therefore it shouldn't be he, um, who's perhaps, you know, conflicted and acting out of his own interest, supposed to um, the truth of her interest, um, he shouldn't be believed. So therefore, he should not marry her. If he does after the fact again, so then that marriage will stand. Rebuta says, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Haragtiv, if this witness says, I personally killed her husband, so then this guy is testifying that he is a Russia. He, he's a he's a terrible evildoer. He's a murderer. And if he's a Russia, he's not acceptable as a witness. So how can we possibly rely on his testimony? So if the guy comes and says he is the murderer, so then we kick him out of court. We say, we don't want you around here. We're not listening to what you have to say. And therefore, his testimony is not binding. Therefore, she remains not permitted to marry anybody. And therefore, it says, Haragtiv, if his claim is, I personally killed him, then, then this woman simply shouldn't marry anybody. She's not free to go. Hacham, however, disagree with this. And they actually the halachas like them, that they will accept his testimony because the principle of the Chacham is that a person is not allowed and not legally capable of testifying against himself, to invalidate himself. The sort of the principle is that a person is not a valid witness to testify against one of his close relatives and there's no relative closer to you than yourself. So therefore, he simply can't testify about himself. So the principle that the rabbis subscribe to is called Palginan Dibure. We sort of... um divide his testimony into two distinct parts. One part which says she is a widow. Another part which says he, the delivery guy, is a murderer and a Russia. Regarding the testimony regarding her, we accept, and therefore we say she's free to marry. As far as the testimony regarding him, we reject. We say, no, you can't testify about yourself. And therefore, we look at the part that's relevant. We let her free to marry, but we look at the part, we disregard the part that's invalid, and he, you know, doesn't become invalidated as a witness. And that will be the halacha. Rabbi Yudah himself agrees, however, that if he says, Haragnuhu, we, you know, my gang killed her husband, but not that he personally did the killing, just that he's part of the larger group. So then that would not be enough to invalidate him. And therefore, Tinasel Ishto, even Rabbi Yehuda agrees that a woman in such a scenario can be treated as a, a widow because we accept the testimony of this guy who showed up, claiming he came from the the, the the gang that killed her husband, and therefore she can marry somebody else, but again, it shouldn't be him who does the marrying.